Hello and welcome to the Big Boss Battle, Big Boss Babble, episode number 26. This is an extra special podcast episode because it is just me, myself and Toby. Hello. And we're going to be talking about things. So the podcast is now on a Friday uh, release. We record on the Saturday night. It comes out on the Friday. Everything's brilliant, wonderful, excellent, fantastic. We also have video versions of it over on the YouTube that will be going up at the same time and presumably will on occasion have video aspects to them. So that should be pretty cool. Uh, This week, Toby, in the absence of Terry, is has kind of picked out the majority of the topics so uh just uh yeah go for it mate all right yeah uh well first thing happened earlier this week everyone with an oculus suddenly didn't have an oculus they <laughs> they just turned off it, it just was went an, poof it was an update wasn't it wasn't yes, there an update yes it was an update and the that update just yeah it, it did all of the handshaking stuff that updates do, but it didn't handshake with the security procedures? Yes, correct. And they also got rid of some software which said to ignore the handshaking at the same time as the handshaking certificate went out of date, and so just didn't work. The DRM system, how they do it, just thought it wasn't safe and didn't turn on. It really underlines the true danger of DRM. I mean, obviously, we've seen games go dead and not be able to verify the server, but people have been able to kind of pirate them and get them to work. I, I don't actually know if it was DRM. I don't know the exact terminology. Yeah. I, I, yeah I, Maybe yeah. more like security? It, it, yeah, security and rights management, I guess, yeah. by extension. Yeah, probably DRM is the wrong term for it, but it's funny that at that moment... The only people who had an active Oculus were the people who had pirated it. <laughs> yes. Had completely pirated the software and taken it off of the mm. grid. And you had all of these people that were running very old updates so that they could run other stuff through it that were still sitting there happy as Larry with with their Oculus working fine. While all of these people who had just gone straight away to this update ended up staring at a error message, is my understanding. Mm. Ooh, apparently... Due to the expired certificate, they couldn't even do an automatic update to fix it, either. Oh, right. Yeah, so it was a big uh, mess at the end. Uh, took most of the day, and now they're offering $15 store credit to everyone as a uh, sorry. That's fair. For messing I mean, up your HMD. Yeah, I mean, that probably doesn't help too much the people who were actively developing on it and working towards deadlines but uh yeah ooh. but it's a it's a kind enough gesture mm. for wiping you out for well what has been probably two or three days now probably longer hmm? well when did this all happen it was probably about four or five days, days ago. ago wasn't it two, two days, days ago, ago yeah. oof, oof. at time of recording yeah yeah, well, it's been fixed now, of course, but yes. Cool. Oof. Oof, indeed. Dad, I'm not in their shoes. Someone is getting a terrible quarterly review for that. <laughs> Whoever's in charge of certificates and security. Yeah, their quarterly review is going to be pretty... Yeah, it's going to be so scathing. Yeah. <laughs> 
maybe the conversation will start off all, all kind of like small chat and uh, just flippant, just talking about hilarious things that have happened in the office. And then the lights will dim and there's going to be a very serious conversation. <laughs> very, very serious conversation that I'm glad I'm not privy to. Mm. For sure. And they'll blame it on the intern. Always the interns. <laughs> Always the intern. So, so next up, you've you've got about the White House YouTube. Ah, oh, we're doing that one. Okay. Yeah. So you've got about the White House YouTube posting a kind of like highlight reel of the most destructive and disruptive things that video games have done to turn people into mass murderers over the years. Yes, it was more or less just a pile. I'll see if I can quickly find... We had on it Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Wolfenstein The New Order, Dead by Daylight, Daylight Fallout 4, and Sniper Elite 4. Two of which are uh, shooting up Nazis, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, so I, I thought this was an interesting selection. I mean, obviously, basically, these people have, have almost basically googled the most violent things that happen in video games and just yes. splice them into a splice them into a video but what i found was quite interesting from what you said about this earlier because i had only heard kind of rumors and whistles of this because i haven't been about much but uh but what i found most interesting is that things like wolfenstein you're actively fighting back against nazis people yeah. who were out to destroy freedom so yes, you're, you're American. You're, you're fighting in World War Two. That's it. And you watch a Hollywood movie, or you read a book about a fight back in a fictitious World War Two. You're almost going to not celebrate, I suppose. That's probably the wrong word. Oh, you've got but, like Rambo. Yeah. Don't yeah. Be celebrated. So there's obviously this. Uh, there's this want for bad people to be defeated. That's the Hollywood way, you know. So it just seems like such an odd thing to be to be pulled up and lumped into this obviously ultra violent list mm. of uh, list of things. And there are games that they could have picked that were objectively violent for almost no reason, like hatred or manhunt. Yes. Oh, or... thank goodness they didn't say hatred. Oh. That's it. Or <laughs> uh... just the ones that are sitting on the underlying of the industry that we know at some point. Someone's going to see and get all antsy about. Exactly. Someone's going to go, wait a minute, in GTA you're actually running drugs rather than going, hey, you, you, you can kill prostitutes, you can do this. Whereas some missions actually have you doing this questionable stuff. And oh, it's like in Grand Theft, Auto, Grand Theft Auto 5 where you're torturing the person and you have yes, the option to pull out torture. their teeth and stuff. That, that caused a, a justified scandal because they were deliberately... Mm. I suppose parodying uh, torture techniques, mm, yeah. uh, but none of this showed up. No, it was it was that that weird, odd ultra violence that was meant to undermine ultra violence in games, mm. uh, or in the case of obviously no Russians, which was in there, was was yes. you know actually came with a disclaimer and a warning and could be opted yeah. out of because oh, little, they knew uh, when they made it. Note that no Russians is the mission from Modern Warfare Two where. A level of counter-spy, counter-spy American-Russians pretending to be others shoots up an airport of civilians as a terrorist attack. Yep. Which is... Just a little pointer. Yeah. No, no, no. Which is 
that's it. It's it's an American pretending to be a Russian pretending that's to be an American who all of the Russians who are pretending to be American have realised is an American and so, you know, shoot at the end and frame as the organiser of the whole event. Yeah, you go for an whole... airport shooting up a crowd of civilians. Or, depending on how you play it, shooting wildly in the general direction to, you know, yeah. stop them to... But regardless, yes, that is a... You know, that is a... I suppose orchestrated or designed thing that's meant to make you feel repulsed at what's going on. It's yeah. meant to vilify the bad, the baddie, yeah. especially it makes sense so in the context, which is a yeah. slightly flimsy excuse, but yeah, and it's context, part of the narrative. And context is what's lacking in this YouTube video. Hmm. But I suppose in many kind of like top ten moments of whatever or top ten yeah. worst things of whatever, it's such an odd thing. Uh, when you originally wrote down. White House video games including No Russians and Wolfenstein game or you wrote down Trump and video games including No Russians and Wolfenstein game I, I, I kind of read it because I wasn't aware and I was like, wait a minute, he's saying that violence against Russians is absolutely unfair and shouldn't be celebrated <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute oof, uh, oof, politics I could put it, make it so political <laughs> I'm sure there's a special podcast for that in a special time Ooh. <laughs> One interesting thing to note, all of the games featured were M. They were M-rated. Yeah, they were all mature. Yep, and so. uh, this is a reaction to, obviously, uh, a recent event. Would the person who effectively triggered this have been able to play those games? Yes, M is for 17 above, and I believe the person was above that age, yeah. Oh, there we go, okay. Fine, fine. But I do dislike when people take an argument that is, you know, 100 yards deep and they just mm. trim off the bit that they like and lob it forwards. I believe that the people responsible for this video have a term for that, which I'm not going to repeat. But, yeah, just uh, culling things to suit your need mm. is definitely a bad way to uh, to use media. Anyway, on to lighter notes... <laughs> Your favourite topic, player unknown battlegrounds. Ah yes. Uh haven't heard much on this topic. What we know there is going to be a new smaller map for PUBG, I believe it's four by four square kilometers. Instead of the usual ten, I believe. Ten sounds ten about right, yeah. Yes. Yeah, ten so by ten's a hundred, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's a lot well, aside from the ocean, yeah. So this is gonna be a nice small island from what we've heard, which should be interesting for fast matches interesting to see how it goes not much news so far I saw that this was announced, well not announced sorry it wasn't announced like that but I, I saw that a lot of people's reactions to the announcement of it uh, was that it was a reaction to PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds uh, sorry, that it was a reaction of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds to Fortnite which is obviously yes. moving in on its turf yeah, it has, rapidly it's bigger than uh, PUBG on Twitch, at least I know. But then it is free. Very true. It's, it's that, free fun. That mode is free, at least. Mm, yeah. I've actually played a bit of it now. It's kind of fun. Have you? Yeah, it's a lot probably, more arcadey. We should probably give that a go as a site effort. Especially as it's Ooh. free, because we're all cheap, you know. So it and could definitely it has be a 20-player mode. 
where you can all be on mode. a team of 20 people. Oh, is this the 20 versus 20 versus 20 thing? I think so. I thought there was a button right labelled 20. <laughs> no, don't don't press it. It could be expensive. Yeah. That could be currency. <laughs> <laughs> but uh well, that could be fun at some point, yeah. Yeah, it's almost certainly worth a go. I know that Terry actually gave it a go. Uh yeah. it'd be like a, a site uh mini golf tournament. <laughs> much Sorry? Cheaper. Well you know how some uh, companies do like mini golf days or stuff. Yeah, yeah. Team building. We don't be slightly expensive for that. It would be. We'd have to, you know, get you lot packed up in and yes. bubble wrapped and stuff and shipped <laughs> over to the United Kingdom, uh, where right. the majority of the team are, to to get you yeah. to to play some mini golf. Whereas, yeah, no, definitely game days, definitely a thing. I want to get people onto Sven Co-op, and there's various other mm. games as well that we should all be playing on a regular basis but Fortnite free to play you know free it's the best price an entire galaxy in Stellaris no yes. AI just us that'd be that'd be weird that'd be tense just imagine what happens when you actually hit what is officially the mid game Ooh. you'd hit this you'd hit this point where nobody can expand anywhere and you can see these little gaps that haven't quite been filled in through the borders mm. of other people and you, you kind of think like i have to get through there so you're trying to n negotiate these <laughs> these peace treaties so that you can travel through their land and settle this weird <laughs> lump that's just filling in the gap and oh that'd be well tense i don't know how that would go I think I think all of a sudden people would be like, "No, I'm not editing your article anymore because you're a clown. <laughs> you took this." You know. oh. No, actually, you declared what we we just had a 200 year Cold War. There is no way in hell that I am helping you get screenshots for this article. Uh, it just took my wormhole. I'm I'm not I'm not writing this article for you anymore. <laughs> exactly, you know. You know, they were they were like my child race. I I had raised them up and uplifted them, and then you're just snatching them away and telling them they can have independence. What is this? <laughs> you know. So yeah, I think that could end badly. But uh, but some cooperative stuff could go well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and I suppose in that, yeah, Fortnite might well transcend the viability of uh, Flower Unknown Battlegrounds with its strange small map that it's now got which mm. is gradually <laughs> sneaking it towards having a deathmatch mode or a team deathmatch mode which is... I would certainly appreciate that, it's got good gun mechanics and I, I, It's got... Yeah, I mean of the brief bits that I've played of it the weapon mechanics are good the procurement yeah, nice. on site is good Playing as a team and having to communicate in order to stay alive is exceptional. If they can keep that tension with larger teams or with a smaller map, then yeah, bless them. Yeah. You know, I raise my glass to them. You've got down here hmm? Nint Nido OMG <laughs> AA 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 AA. AA, AA, and there's a couple more AAs. <laughs> is that about the Nintendo Direct? Yes, it is. That is my internal code for something ha happened in the building of Nintendo. 
which currently is their teaser that there is going to be a new Smash. Smash is good. Which is, and also I believe Hyrule Heroes and a few other things, but Smash! I'm Ooh. surprised. I'm su- is Hyrule Heroes like Hyrule Warriors? Yes, I think yes. that's one. Yes, Hyrule Warriors Definitive something. I'm surprised that I might be. Well. I might actually be wrong. I don't, have I? I think I might be wrong. <laughs> anyway, Smash! Let's Smash. just cover that up. Yes, there's going to be a new Smash mode. It looks all exciting. There's look like we've got teased platoon characters are going to be in it, and the new Zelda. And ooh, and I've, we, there's been rumours on the grapevine. Nothing confirmed. Rumours that it will be uh, brand new for the Switch, which is very exciting. That'd be interesting because tournament yes. Smash is still a big deal. Although a lot mm. of people are transitioning between which platform they play on. I was reading recently that the Wii U switch, uh, the Wii U version of it, sorry, has had a few people switch back to the GameCube version, okay. uh, or back to the Wii version, I suppose, uh, from playing tournament versions on that console. Okay. So there's there's a lot of politics there. There's a lot of uh, stuff there that I don't really understand because I'm not that into esports. So I have trouble watching other people play games. So I'd much <laughs> rather do it myself, even if I'm terrible. Uh, but I've heard that there are a lot of people moving around. And so if a new one comes out on Switch and it's it's made well, and let's face it, Nintendo have been doing exceptionally well. They haven't stuffed up anything yet, as far as I can think of, on the Switch. If they do that well, then they will bring, you know, there's probably some people still running tournaments on the N64 version, but they will bring people forwards through all of the various Switch uh, Smash versions up to the current one. And, it, you know, it, you know, Smash as an eSport is, is a big deal already. They could, they could completely shatter things mm. if they do a good Switch version. Oh, here's hoping. We shall see. Time will tell. Time will tell. You've also got written down here, Golf Story is excellent. And I think yes, we should make a big was, deal uh, of that. That was my homework from last week's podcast. And you did it. Yes, I did. Homework has been handed in on time. There we go. I <laughs> acquired Golf Story and played and it's very good. Uh, so I'm really I, enjoying I, it. I, f- I feel that Terry gave me a, a quick rundown on the gist of Golf Story a while ago, in that it's got RPG elements or something? Yes, it's like an RPG, but you're a golf player. So like Harvest Moon, but golf, rather than farming? I've never played Harvest Moon, but yes. Let's uh, go with that. You, you go around and you do quests and you level up and you talk to people and do things and Adventure and yes, that's that's more classic RPG than than yes, Harvest Moon. It's very interesting, and I do appreciate said, it. You yeah. said do adventure. Tell me more. Yes, you go around all the different golf, uh, golf green, what? golf golf clubs. Yes, C- courses. You go around. Yes, golf courses. Thank you. You go around. They're all different, and they're all different and. There's the one someone I'm in now. I mean, the next one, which is like cavemen, and there's like tar everywhere. Does the tar so, have an effect on the golf balls? I think so. Yes, it slows it all down and 
makes it hard to hit the ball through it. And you've got like all your different clubs, which I still don't know what they do, except this one hits harder. <laughs> and I do appreciate how you just have a button where you can just drop a golf ball anywhere. It's not like, you know, you have to go to a s specific place and put down the tee, but you can just drop a ball down anywhere, which oh, is okay. quite fun. So it's nice and open that you can just hit a ball around. Have you played many golf games before now? Can't say I have. <laughs> That's fair. Have you played golf in real life? I think I did it once. I was on a school trip and went out to a golf course and we hit some balls around. Fair dues, fair dues. But that was just, you know, hitting it, see how far you can get it, but I haven't actually played, aside from, like, me golf. But no, it's very fun and mechanics make sense and it's enjoyable. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying it. Yeah, and it's fun collecting a few dollars to buy my next club. So, it's are, are you? Do you have like a full set of like wood and iron? And yes. Yep, you've got all of those, and I've got putter and my five iron and my woods. Yeah. And as you're playing through and just generally experiencing courses and talking to people and doing extra missions, you're unlocking more courses and and things to progress the game yes is there an overarching story is there a big baddie is there some uh, golf no, club I with I with a twizzled moustache I don't think so yeah I'm just trying to prove that I'm a good golf player because everyone keeps doubting me and saying how bad I am and <laughs> well, I'm just trying to prove that I can play golf and everyone should shut up and just let me hit a ball around I think it's where it's going sounds good that's the best reason to keep playing golf just to prove the haters wrong. Mm. Mm. What else is on this list? I don't think there's anything else on this list. That's about it, it for this week. Aside from the announcement that Black Ops 4 is going to be a thing. Oh yeah, and it's in tallying. So it's like line, yes. line, line, line. Yeah, which is a bit odd. Because everyone kind of over here at least learns Roman numerals in school. So it should be mm. IV. But... I'm sure they have a reason for it. I'm sure when they release 5, they're going to have a big line diagonally across it to be like, I'll, yeah, it's 5. I would pay good money to see that happen. Right. They'll probably switch it to V or just change it to the letter 5. Mm. Right. Other other games have done that before, uh, alternated between mm. uh, tallying and numerals and numbers. Uh, I, as I said before we recorded, actually, when I was working in the shops... Uh, Grand Theft Auto caused a lot of confusion with 4 and 5 because GTA 5 wasn't GTA V, was it? It was GTA the number 5. Hmm. Whereas GTA 4 was actually Grand Theft Auto IV, as in Roman numerals, and we used to have so many people coming in going, yeah, we've got GTA IV. And they were like, yeah, IV, IV, yeah, IV, yeah. Rather than, like, 4... There was no comprehension there mm. because it was simply the way it's read or the, the way it seemed. Mm. So, but yeah, so maybe going line, 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 line was the correct thing to do. Mm. Who knows? It's not really our scene, I guess, so they can do what they like. But what you said earlier about Call of Duty Black Ops 2 being yes. one of the bigger Apparently titles in really the series. Good. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. It was, it was impressive. I think that was the one where you actually had branching storyline. Michael Rooker, Ooh. 
was one of the okay. uh, characters in it, and you could have them heavily burnt or killed, and there was a betrayal oh. loop, and there were traitors, and people had Manchurian switches in their mind, and oh, it was very, very cool, which was odd, because it was hyper-futuristic when the first one had just been like, yeah, we're, we're in Vietnam, or something, and, you know... Wasn't the first one you would, like, back in time, and... Yeah, I mean, Black Ops was the, the first one. I've not played it, so I'm probably, you know, on a weak foot here. But mm. I'm pretty sure a lot of it was flashbacks to Vietnam, or the majority of it was in Vietnam yeah. and then being conditioned afterwards. Whereas 2 was all about people in the far future, I suppose. There was kind of like the far future, the present, yeah. and there was a Vietnam flashback as well. And so you move between these three different time time loops. Uh as I recall, one of the endings, one of the main characters, then as an old man, gets killed at some point. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was interesting. It was actually good writing. I know that as we focus on indie games and smaller titles, we often discredit the bigger titles as these kind of Hollywood efforts, but it was well written. But uh, that's all I've really got to say on that one. Yes. Anything you'd like to mention, Dan? Well... Well, I've been playing a little bit of Stellaris over the last while uh, after the 2.1 update, which surprisingly completely changes a lot of the game. Uh, it, For one, it completely changes the way war works, but most importantly, it completely changes the way that travel works. They've stripped out Fast and Light, which was definitely the more obvious and easy route of playing the game. They've also taken out Warp holes and turn them into like these mass effect drives okay oh that explains so, so much that's it and so what it's left is hyperlanes yes and so hyperlanes which were kind of awkward before i was stuck on actually no i was stuck on warp yeah warp holes before but hyperlanes used to be these kind of loose arteries around the entire galaxy uh, whereas now they touch every single star that's out there. But it, what it does is it creates loads and loads of choke points yeah. uh, which you have to defend. So when you expand mm. into a new area, you need to think, right, well, actually, this opens me up to three new paths. And this means that I no longer to need to defend this old one so I can get rid of the old defensive bases. So it completely changes the way that you need to manage resources. So I've been playing that a lot. Obviously, we're going to have a match of that tomorrow uh, at yes. the time of recording, so like Sunday. So, But no, it's it's a really interesting big change. I, I got the Apocalypse DLC. The Apocalypse DLC is based massively around late-game stuff. It adds in Marauder okay. pirates yes, who will dip in and... Yeah, they're schoolyard bullies, basically. I found them, but they just, they just sit there going, no, Rory, fighting song, go away. It's a bit yeah, boring. Yeah, pretty much. But when they see you or when they're near you, they're like school ground bullies. They're like, hey, give us 500 minerals or energy or whatever and we'll leave you alone. Uh, and if you don't, then obviously they pick on you for a bit. Mm. So, it, yeah, so there's that. But other than that, everything else is really like late game. Kind of like you can build this big station that just goes off and if you can keep it defended, pointing at a planet for long enough, it just destroys the planet. Yeah, it looks very so that's cool. good. 
Uh, and there's this other one that just builds this big shield around a planet so nobody can interact with it. And <laughs> there's some really interesting mechanics the in there. But <laughs> I like that. No, but it should be. But all of these apocalypse, or 90% of these apocalypse features, are focused on the end game, which is something that needed a DLC. You know, it needed an expansion. It needed something mm. to make that more exciting. And it got one. But it's just weird that it happened at the same time as the entire game, to put it simply, got a reset based on the way that travel works. Mm. Because now, when you've got hyperlanes going in at the start, you need to concentrate on things like energy more than you did minerals. Minerals you used to be able to rapidly boost your minerals yeah. up, buy loads of ships, expand forcibly. Now you need energy because you need energy to build these new stations to keep expanding as to as to just grab the land, I suppose, before you even start defending it. You need to, you know, expand out and, and get those kind of odd contorting limbs out there onto the more valuable areas that have places that you can set up homes. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes with the match that we're going to have. Yeah, so I got all the other... I got Apocalypse and all the other DLCs a few days ago, so I've been drawing that all interesting. Definitely, There's some really good stuff. I I still haven't properly tinkered with the Utopia stuff. I, I don't know which one it is, but like my uh, spaceports now separated, so the planets produce um, civilian ships, and then you have separate military spaceports, and you can like upgrade outposts, can be upgraded into into star bases and star holds, and it's already interesting. See, now that's actually the free update. That's two point oh. That's, yeah, it. so that's that's the core game. So if somebody bought the game now, yeah. they would be playing that rather than what we first experienced, which okay. was this gotcha. this 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 game where yes. you just lumped down these big bases as to claim areas before you actually pushed into them. Whereas yeah. now you have to build these to to yeah. to pass through, leap yeah. through. Yeah. Such an interesting change and and so large to just be released in a free update. Yeah. It's well, I, I guess yeah, it's I not that large overall, it's just changing the meta. I presume it wouldn't be that large to change the... Well, I wouldn't know, but yeah, it just changes to, how to it me, all works. To me, it feels like an absolutely massive expansion. Yes. It, it, it feels like it forces you into... You've got to build outposts everywhere. You've got all yeah, these new things. And, 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 like... and treating the universe as a series of pathways mm. rather than just clear areas. It changes can, this game yeah. from build different uh, shipyards now that uh, that's an amazing change for me yeah but it's it's all good and it's so interesting that rather than just going we'll save it for Stellaris 2 they went we're just going to push this live and see what it does and it has fixed a lot of the problems that the core game had hmm. bless them I think Paradox are the only publisher developer who can can get away with this kind of massive overhaul like in my many years playing Crusader Kings 2 they have changed so many core mechanics and and that have I suppose it's like nerfing and buffing in active multiplayer games like in Overwatch when people are like no there's no point in even playing this character now <laughs> they've completely removed the edge or in Rainbow Six you know 
and and they're doing that with Ooh. their games. So Rainbow I, I Six had that top date as well. Just a yeah, the zombie bit. update. Yeah, yeah. Have you played any of that? So. Uh, no, I've been watching. I've been watching Sarah play, and it looks mm. absolutely fascinating. Yes, it is. I was no good at. I, I I did play about five minutes of it. I was no good. Uh, my sentry gun that I, or, uh. well, my mounted gun that I built got completely uh, destroyed, Chanka. and I. Yeah, that's it. And I spent my time running around, basically just picking people up, so they could then pick me up in uh, turn, yes. which isn't how you play an aggressive game. But whatever. <laughs> that's me. Anyway, I think that's it for this podcast. So, uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of Big Boss Battles, Big Boss Babble. And we shall speak to you next time. So it's goodbye from me, and and goodbye goodbye from Toby. Goodbye, then. (laughs) Bye. Bye.